halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fuck it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Jenny Tare. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia. And this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. How is everyone? Wonderful. I mean, first of all, you should see Jen in her new studio, quote unquote. It's true. She's got, I mean, she's got the microphone. She's got Mm. the headphones. She has none of the padding that's required. That's true. My, my, my boobs are the padding. Okay, Camilo. WKRP in Vermont. What's the name of the town you're in? Bennington. Bennington. WKRP in Bennington. You're the, um, what's your name of uh, Bennington? Now my stalker, my stalker's going to know where to, where to go. My, my (laughs) stalker. I've never had a stalker, but, um, this is the most technology I think I've ever had. Really? And you've, been in, and you've been in short films, but I thought I you have. directed a short film. Well, I produced one. But anyway, we can do a retrospective of my film career some <laughs> other episode. I know that's <laughs> highly fascinating to everybody who listens. We'll set aside uh, We'll set aside five minutes for that retrospective. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's deserving of, oh, five minutes. Thanks, Camilo. <laughs> um, everybody, we need to talk about real the real news. Mm. Yes, which is breaking. Well, how should we say good things happening to horrible men or bad things happening to horrible men and it being good, which is that uh, Britney Spears dad just stepped down from her conservatorship. He's probably got enough change in his pocket that he's like, eh. Uh, that's amazing. I was very confused at our earlier uh, chat, text chat, because Camilo, you were like, that's old news, but it's not old news. I think I was talking about something else at the time. Oh, see, that's the danger of these long text chains. Yeah. Yeah. The danger of the long text chains is that Jen only reads the last two texts. It's true. Guaranteed. (laughs) But Jenny, tell us, catch us up since you uh, uh, Honestly, I don't know because Shantane (laughs) was just like, um, breaking news (laughs) Britney Spears' dad steps down. But I think it's probably, I mean, you can imagine the guy probably got so many death threats. Don't you oh, think? Oh, God. Yeah. He yeah. was. From the, who are the followers of Britney Spears? Who are the beehive, the beehive of Britney Spears? There's an entire podcast dedicated yeah. to her freedom. Sure. Yeah. Like Free Britney, right? I'm not sure what it's called. I I have heard it. I don't know if the followers have a name, but they do call her queen. Um, the working, the working queen. bitches. Because you better work, bitch. Oh yeah, that would be good. I wish it was called toxic. Um, mm. <laughs> the toxics, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's a triumph, right? I yeah. mean, it's something to celebrate. It's huge. I and I thought I thought I saw her like showing her boobs today on Instagram. So I was like, oh yeah. And um, 
you know, Brittany's feeling herself, but now I know why. Maybe her dad and Andrew Cuomo can go to rehab <laughs> together. <laughs> what kind of rehab is that? Like handsy rehab? Um, how to be a modern man. I don't know. But, it would be really funny though. If he was like, I was just trying to help my daughter. And Andrew Cuomo was like, I was just being nice to ladies. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know we talked about it last week, so we don't need to go too deeply into it, but there is a, an article in the failing New York times today about the women who are still defending Cuomo. I mean, it was the women who are happy he stepped down, but then the few who have defended him are giving exactly the same argument that I thought they would, which is like, if you don't want a man to touch you, just push him away. You know, you don't want to destroy a man's career because of that. So uh, there is, well, he never touched my boobs. So of course, (laughs) and kind of like disturbing undercurrent of that, I think is some sort of sickened, mistaken belief that like, if they were really sexually attractive, he would have touched their boobs too. And therefore it, it actually couldn't have happened because he didn't touch their boobs. Like it's so sick and twisted. And we all know that these crimes are not about sex. They're about power and um, what a stupid thing to think. But that always strikes me as a really strange sort of defense. Like, well, he never touched my boobs. So I mean, have you seen my boobs? (laughs) Are amazing. Speaking of which, Kim, today, I mean, your boobs, you guys, you guys are both giving me, bringing the boob. Yes. I think our next t-shirt. Your boobs do get more pendulous. Yeah, but they don't yeah. look, neither of your boobages look pendulous right now. I, I, I agree. Neither, because I have some serious support going on under. Um, well, Jen is giving us cleavage. I'm giving yeah, you no sort of like 19th century, like bird breast sort of corset look. Mm-hmm. You're giving uh, us bullet bra. You're giving, you know? me, you're giving me like 1950s almost. Yeah, yeah I agree. Like, but, but they're up yes maybe 1970s 1970s like if this was a turtleneck it would 100 percent be 1970s it would be insane of you to be wearing a turtleneck in barbados that would be right yeah yeah that's good if only the listeners could see okay i have to admit i'm thinking of this do you know that comedian patrice o'neill he died yeah he He used to have a bit about It's only sexual harassment if the guy is ugly. Um, Um, And it was actually very funny. And uh, rest in peace. Anyway, he would probably be canceled if he were still alive, but he was canceled by death. Anyway. Um, But uh, yeah, quite a week. Cuomo's gone. Mm. And apparently now. That one. What's up? I called that one, if you recall. Yeah, I, I thought he was going to stick around. Yeah. I was surprised. I didn't. I I was in Kim's camp. Kim, we win. So, <laughs> I you know I'm we're, I'm keeping score, you know that, right? Yeah. So say can we actually please keep score cuz I'm right a lot and um I really triumphs <laughs> in life, what can I say? <laughs> You're going to start your own podcast. It's called Clairvoyant Corner. And <laughs> uh, you're just going to make predictions. It can be like Kim's clairvoyant corner. You could spell it all with K's and then it's just KKK. How about that? Um, 
nope, that's taking it in a very strange direction. Oh, that's true. That now, that's that, that, point. That, that, I have a tarot deck here. Would you guys, would either of you like a um, 10 second reading? No, yes. do, do Andrew Cuomo's, do Andrew Cuomo's reading. Oh, okay. Okay, Jen, you're next up. Sorry, Jen. Oh, a- Andrew always takes priority over a woman, so that's okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's right. Oops, so, um, okay, let's see. Let us see. I love what? this. Kim is pulling cards, listeners. Yep. If you are, if you join our pay- Patreon, we might share this video with you. Oh my God, you guys, this could not be better. (laughs) What is it? You don't even, you don't even have to read these cards to know. The jig is Oh my God, it is perfect. Who would like to describe this this card? It's called the Ten of Swords. It looks like a man who's being impaled by like hundreds of of swords and Mm -hmm. he's face down. It's yeah. not good, gentle I, I would say that that's going to leave a scratch. <laughs> it's like, it's the definition of this is like almost like overkill. It's amazing. <laughs> the jig is up. This shit you've been doing. And it's like, it's almost like this is a king or someone really powerful. And these are all his own swords or the swords Wait. of his own men or women i I see something in the corner it's a little bill de blasio dancing (laughs) on top of the sword i've never noticed that before Mm -hmm. yeah he made it onto your tarot deck let's see yeah big spoiler this is like a medieval uh murder on the orient express (laughs) that that's the one with like who killed him oh everybody went in there and like gave him a bunch of stabs yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, why don't you um, get a little shot of this? We'll put it in our bonus materials. Bonus material. Um, Move it up a little but, bit. Yeah. Um, I did hear today that he is leaving office, though, with one of the biggest war chests of any politician. He has $18 million discretionary like money that he can use at his discretion. 2024. Trump versus Cuomo. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, finally, it's like um, King Kong versus Godzilla. (laughs) That would actually be an amazing, that would be an amazing, um, amazingly depressing, but probably very entertaining primary. Trump Trump versus Cuomo. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two New York boys battle it out for the heart of the nation. (laughs) Yeah. Who does New York hate more? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Momo and Britney Spears' dad and the return of Delta. I mean, that's basically, that's how the summer's ending. Yeah. Um, Hi guys, I'm Delta. (laughs) I know you thought this whole thing was over, but I just can't help coming to a good party or a good music festival. Um, I heard Dexy Chicks are playing and I'm going to be there for sure. I thought I'd bring some infected casserole. (laughs) It's it's the Sturgis motorcycle rally again with one of the largest super spreaders from last year. So uh, I don't think that's happening right now. Yeah, but nobody's wearing masks there. Apparently nobody. People are proudly unvaccinated. Really? Yeah. You know, somebody did make a point and I thought it was a good one that um, there's very selective outrage about who gets to gather and who doesn't, you know, 
And they were making the point. I know we texted about this a little bit, but Obama's birthday party, I thought mm-hmm. was poor optics, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, there isn't quite as much pearl clutching over that as there is like the Sturgis motorcycle rally. There is I, in some corners, like the contrarian left wing corners, but there, there is though. Yeah, yeah oh, there is a really bad look, even though whatever the Sturgis rally, I mean, those people aren't wearing masks. No one's been vaccinated. I think there are some key differences between yeah. like those groups, but yeah, the optics are bad and it's like, why are we having this star studded freaking birthday? I mean, it's just not the moment for that. You know, it's, that's a, it. It's, it's a little gross. You know, I think it's one of those things where everybody probably was vaccinated there. You are dealing with a very moneyed crowd, but it's like, this is, it still feels like an extremely perilous moment in this country. And there are a number of people still dying. The eviction moratorium is about to it was extended, but only for 60 days. I think 15 million people might be evicted. It's just not the time. It's just not the time. I, I, I think we argued about this a little bit on texting that you, you said that he's sort of still a public figure. He is. Um, and that he's a, probably you expect him to be a role model in that respect. But the at the same the time, Party in some ways. But as, at the same time, he was president for eight years. I think he's uh, had power felt power, felt the power coursing through him. And we know that's like, that's just all, you know, if you watch Star Wars, that's the dark side. And it's, you just become another person, unless you're, you know, Carter. Yeah. Basically become another person and you are no longer connected to what the everyday person thinks. You're a celebrity. You're, You're a very, very high level celebrity yeah, it's true. Somebody said, um, if you man the Death Star, eventually you become Darth Vader. I would and... I would even argue, though, it's like you're, you're kind of your life's ambition. It, it takes a kind of personality to even shoot for this life. It's very, you know, there are very specific t- steps that you take along the way and you kind of can't veer off course. These are people who are, have groomed yeah. themselves or have been groomed their entire lives to take on these positions of power. And I would argue that it kind of takes, um, you know, it doesn't hurt to have some narcissistic tend- tendencies. I mean, you know, I'm not calling Obama a, a narcissist, but it doesn't hurt to crave that kind of attention slash adoration. It's kind of a requirement. I think requirement, most of them are narcissists, don't you? Like most leaders? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to go that far, but yes, I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to go there. I'm going to go there. I think, I think, I think you have to be. On I, some- uh, here's a very small example. Uh, as part of my in- huge responsibility as a member of the uh, board of the HOA that I live in. Please, please explain the acronyms. Uh, <laughs> Homeowners Association. You're middle-aged. You. I, I showed up at a, uh, request for funding for a local uh, project that we're Did asking. Did you show the city. up with your AARP card? <laughs> <laughs> it would have helped. I mean, most of the people there were on walkers. Oh, wonderful. So you must we have were, been at the hot young thing. <laughs> I was the hot young thing, except the city councilman that showed up, Mr. McManus, 
he is an up and coming politician. He's the, he's basically like the Lieutenant mayor of, of uh, Kansas city. And he's a okay. very attractive guy. He showed up in a very nice suit and this is very nice suit with like a perfectly tailored shirt, like open collar. I'm like, dude, you're just here to hear mostly old people ask for money for, you know, fixing a sidewalk or fixing, you know, shoring up a ditch that's behind their house or whatever. And I'm like, it's all about image and it's all about projecting this like. You think he was hot? Well, I wasn't sure because we were all wearing masks. Okay. So I Googled him and yeah, he was hot. (laughs) Would you vote for him because he's hot? So vote for him. I feel like I'm putting you on the spot. He's a hot narcissist. Yeah. Happy Uh, birthday, Mr. McMahon or whatever his name is. (laughs) But yeah, it's really interesting when you see these like city council people. I've been to a couple of these things. They're always so put together. And I'm like, you don't need to, you don't need to bother. Like, do you think you would be a little freaked out though if you showed up and they were like in t-shirts and like a ha- had a hacky sack ball that they yeah, had? That's not what I mean, but it's it's literally been a hundred degrees here this week. It's like you don't need to show up in your like suit jacket. You know what I mean? That's their job, Camilo. This is a this is an important, you know, they're a public servant. I mean, I think they should approach the job with some degree of reverence. I'm not yeah, asking them to show up in athleisure, the bane of like my fashion existence. Like, yeah, uh, what if they like, showed up in tank tops? Wouldn't you? No, get, week, you this, is like, this is not a black or white thing. But meeting and this complete freak of a city councilman showed up in a tank top and bike shorts. He was I mean, so fucking hot. I wanted him to show up in a mankini. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, that's a separate issue. I hope you got his number. God. He was wearing far too many clothes. That's my problem. Got it. Yeah. No, he looked really sharp. He looked really sharp in his outfit, but I'm like, it's 100 degrees. Like, take your, at least take your suit jacket off. I can tell your shirt is perfectly ironed under there. I'm getting Pete Buttigieg vibes from this guy. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Pete cute. Pete cute. Yeah. Um, Apparently, there's a profile of Pete's husband, Chasten, Chasten. Chasten, yeah. Chasten in the Washington Post and like the first paragraph details how much weight he's gained in the (gasps) pandemic. And basically the profile is kind of like the the writer is sort of like hinting at they're having marriage problems and that Chasten, Chasten. It's probably Chasten actually. Chasten. Was this written by Andrew Sullivan, a bitter old gay queen? It must have been. Probably, (laughs) probably under a ghost like ghost written by him but it was like it sort of hints that they're having kind of marital problems and that he's having a hard time adjusting to washington dc and he misses his life as a high school drama teacher oh that's uh, oh and and all those like dupont circle tempting gay bars are a call-in i mean could you matt uh, pete Buttigieg would be king yeah. uh, that's a pretty hot date especially since like the dc gays are not that attractive usually because all the actually, well, the it actually is, attractive ones Hollywood are still Hollywood. all in the closet. Oh, right. Did but that, that, just that much hotter. Did, you we, know? did we talk about, this is, we have to move on to our segments, but I want to talk about that, like Aaron, whatchamacallin guy from a few years back that was a Republican congressman who wore like pink shirts and like a teal pants. And he was like, I'm not gay. And then he got, 
he decorated his entire congressional office in like lurid kind of Downton Abbey themed decor. And then he got investigated and like (laughs) removed from office for using improper funds. This is a whole other segment that we have to get into. He's now out of the closet. That's a good movie to do like the, I mean, I like the idea of like legally blonde kind of plot for a gay, like in the closet Republican Mm. who finally like embraces his true. Yeah. That would be a good movie. Redemption is there for all of us people. All right. Um, So who's going to tell us about the kids? I am really cool kids. I've been listening to your theme song, Camilo, every week. It's so good. It's wonderful. My favorite is I want to be pretty. (laughs) Give me your creams. Give me your serums. Uh, Okay, guys. Still have this voice. Yeah, go ahead. What are the cool kids up to? What music do they like? Where do they go at night? Are they watching sexy Netflix shows or anime or both? Cool, cool kids like really cool kids. We want to know what you're up to. Ah, as if. Um, this is a very important article from the The failing. No, it's not the failing New York Times. It's a a revered business publication, Forbes magazine. Remember Steve when Steve Forbes ran for president? Mm, Yes, the charisma of like what a tortoise. Uh, It was literally uh, the tortoise has too much charisma. It was like a plank of wood with glasses. (laughs) 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 He makes he makes Mitch McConnell seem like a a movie star. (laughs) His entire platform was a flat tax, you guys, because, you know, being an heir to a a major fortune is uh, hard work. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so this very important uh, topic is the byline is why Gen Z doesn't want to work for you. Okay. And it's a, it's basically a, um, a kind of like how to guide for (laughs) dealing with Gen Z. Who's working for you now? Four years from now, Gen Z will comprise about 27% of the workforce, which is kind of amazing. I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. This generation of people born between 1997 and 2009, kill me, literally kill me, <laughs> um, can be described as influential, demanding, experience-driven, creative, and short on attention. It's a generation like no others. Oh, yes, no other generation has ever had a short attention span. Um, Wait, what, what, what'd you say? I said no other generation could ever be described. Wait, huh? Wait, what? Never mind. What's up? Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Why is this generation different from every other generation? Quite simply, it's the speed of transformation through technology. It's all this banal shit about how, you know, having an iPhone is changing their brains. Okay. But the really funny part is the, the, um, basically it gives like employers tips for how to deal with these, uh, these monsters basically. Um, the funniest is it it recommends that they like have memes and gifts for employees. <laughs> um, okay. At a time where attention is short, visual communication in parents, videos, gifts, screen recordings, um, animations is the only currency that works. 
Uh, the convergence of tech at home has brought the behaviors learned there on TikTok and Snapchat into the workforce. So I love the idea of these like Fortune 500 companies <laughs> doing like TikToks to communicate with their Gen Z workforce. And I need like, you to finish the spreadsheet. Exactly. All of HR <laughs> so doing crazy. like synchronized dancing. Don't sexually harass <laughs> your coworkers. If you want to date, please make sure it's consensual. Um, With an overlay of like cat features. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> your boss is like your your <laughs> boomer boss comes with cat face to like communicate <laughs> with you. <laughs> Gen Z wants to work for transformative companies. So the question you need to ask yourself as a business leader is, are you, are we a transformative company? Do our employees agree? I mean, look, here's the truth is they are going to need jobs at some point and all of these demands will largely subside when reality you know hits when they're desperate enough exactly i mean according to the 2021 gartner evp employee survey 82 percent of employees say it's important for their organizations to see them as a person not just an employee Companies are investing more into DEI programs by tailoring onboarding experiences more, building employee journey oh. maps, as well as fostering Ooh. psychological safety. Oh, yes. Um, we all want that when starting I mean, a job. It sounds like such corporate gobbledygook. Like, look, ultimately, the man is going to have his boot in your face, just like everybody else. Mm. Sorry, kids. Yes, Gen Z, it finally finishes with this uplifting um, paragraph. Gen Zers are the creators of today and tomorrow. Right now, they're busy creating content in their social lives. Just take a look at TikTok and see <laughs> who's making what. Check out Instagram or Snapchat and calculate the age of the most influential posters. Uh, this That's is all creepy. They're asking like, 50-year-olds to go check out 16- and 17-year-olds on TikTok. Exactly. And they're like, oh, we can't wait to draft them into Raython so they can help but us in <laughs> our next drone bomb. I, I have to say, though, I read an HR statistic that said that 70% of employers check out potential employees' social media before they move forward with an interview or the next stage of an interview. So I can't help but wonder, like I, I sometimes wonder about the content that's out there for me and if that is uh, ever becomes an issue. But these kids are like documenting every second of the day. There's not a thought, there's not like a bowel movement that they don't, you know, document yeah what what are employers supposed to do with all of that well i have a question about that what if your account is private and, and there's they can't get in there's ways i mean i think i think um it would behoove you if you know you have stuff out there to make your stuff private but there are there are workarounds to that and there are also some employers uh that will ask for your social media accounts during an interview process. And I know that from working in HR, you know, that's so unethical. That is it your does. time. That has nothing to do with your work as an employee. But, I mean, but it's a right to work country in a lot of states. 
and it's they can ask for whatever they want and they can get it's rid of you for whatever you do even and you can opt out um you, you know the French not have this law the right to be forgotten which is like you're you have the right to petition not to be on the internet to not have your information on there to not have like them storing articles about you and your social media accounts or things that people have said and I think that we need basically an online bill of rights because I do think that privacy even though it's a forgotten value when it's taken away you actually do want it but how will I get my really specialized recommendations for products when I'm browsing Facebook? Like, I'm really thrilled at how every Facebook ad I see now really is actually tempting. You like targeted ads? Oh, well, yeah. I don't want to see ads. Like, I don't want to oh, see like ads for things that I'm not me. interested in. I'm like, ooh, this thing knows me. Like, mm, shall I click? I am going to ask you guys a question. Have you ever had the experience where you have thought? I'm, I'm not talking where you are looking for something. Because I know cookies, like you're like espresso machine, you know. You Somebody's taking the red pill. No, 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 no. I'm not taking any red pill. But have you ever had the experience of literally thinking about something and then having it pop up? Uh, I mean, I think I've had that sort of. I think it's probably happened before. I don't think that I gave it any serious thought. I mean, all of the times that I, you know, I definitely thought, oh, that's weird. But all of the times that I've seen a targeted ad after having a conversation in a room right. with people, I think, oh, well, they're fucking listening. Like yeah. there's really no ands, ifs or buts about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I've had that before and thought. I do all the time, but that's because I only think out loud. Like I don't have an internal thinking mechanism like every thought I have is comes out like oh my god look at Jen's cleavage right now like that should have been kept inside but I can't keep my thoughts inside so yes well when anyone's looking at my cleavage it's very hard for them to keep their thoughts inside they just have they're compelled to speak they're like look at Jen's cleavage yeah. oh my god wait I never say ben that offered hey I'm Andrew Cuomo I can't concentrate on writing bills when you come in with your boobs out like that can I touch no, I would have been I would have been the one woman he didn't sexually harass I would be like one of those women that'd be like what's your fucking problem he never touched me <laughs> no no, no. Let's not play into that sort of thinking we've yeah. just debunked yeah. that that's true yeah um well I mean definitely they they listen and they, I mean, also they data track, which I didn't realize that, you know, like if you literally go to stores, they're tracking your location. So they're like, oh, Jen went to the soap store. She's looking for soap. They can, they can ping it, you know, they, yeah. they he's a dirty like, girl. He's a, <laughs> and, they and then they tell, kind of they like, send Andrew Cuomo an email and they're like, uh, you should hire Jen. Um, but like Camila's buying a lot of Vaseline. What's going on? <laughs> mm -hmm. And then um, Andrew, that guy who got fired from, uh, for putting Downton Abbey in, in his office uh -huh. and uh, you know, something's up. Mm. Anyway, guys, uh, Gen Z coming to an office near you. I hope you have your Snapchat and TikTok and uh, I don't know, Instagram and GIFs and memes ready for them because if not, they're not going to be very good employees. 
this reminds me that somebody just put a uh, a sign at a national park where it says, oh, there's a sign on the left that's like, restrooms are blah, 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 and sort of your standard language. And on the right, it's like, it's all like super cool, like Gen Z language, but oh, it's really? clearly generated by an adult. And it's just- so they're like, this toilet slaps. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. I stand this toilet. <laughs> Their Stan is in there. I have to dig this up for you and I'll oh, share God. it. Maybe I'll share it on our Facebook page and Instagram page. It's wow. really cringy. That's the language of the future. Get used to mm. it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're going to move on to how to stay pretty when you're old. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I just want to be pretty. Give me your potions. Give me your serums. Give me your unwinds. But that perfect God, baby, oh, no, I can't. I just want to be pretty. So, yeah, actually, that's me. This is our beauty and fitness segment. And I decided to focus on fitness this week. And I've been thinking about, I would have thought like a few months ago, like, okay, pandemic related segments like those are winding down but with delta in the house they're just winding back up again so um so i was thinking about peloton okay peloton has done incredible business during the pandemic if you don't know what peloton is that you're weird but i'll I'll, um tell you sorry i didn't mean that my mom tina tina probably doesn't know what peloton is Hi, Tina. And she's caught up on all the episodes, so. uh. Let me tell you what it is. Peloton is a high-end stationary bike that you can purchase, um, and it's very convenient since your local gym is probably closed due to the pandemic. And it's really more than just a stationary bike. First of all, um, the price tag starts at, $1,895. And that's just for the basics. Um, Peloton requires special shoes. Um, And you guys, I side note, my brother owns a Peloton bike. And um, a couple of Christmases ago, I was able to like hang out at his place and do the workouts. And when I tell you like Peloton is not just the bike, it's the people. It's like, it's it's a cult. Like, you know, its predecessor would have been like spin classes and and people were like cult-like with spin, but- It's, it's like Orange uh, Theory is a cult. What's Orange Theory? Oh, well, finish your thing and then I can tell you about Orange Theory. Oh, okay, please okay. do. Oh. But, but, the, but the difference here is of course, Peloton is in your house and, and like, and if you're thinking, okay, $1,895 basic without the special shoes is really expensive. You can finance this for about $50 a month. Wow. You can, you can finance it about $50 a month for 39 months at zero APR. Um, I'm not, <laughs> this is not sponsored by Peloton, although we welcome <laughs> your sponsorship. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. We love Peloton. What a great company. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Kim, so, was the I workout... Mean, was it fun? Was it cool? It was fun. You guys, like, it's kind of crazy. So this is the thing. You have this video screen. You can join live classes with, like, real spinning people in other, in, like, any 
part of the world. You can do like Peloton specific classes and there's different music. It's like cardio funk with so-and-so and like country rock groove, you know, with so-and-so. Um, and there's a leaderboard and people get to know each other. They're, it's competitive. And so if you're like caught at home during the pandemic, just stuff in your face, you can't get to mm -hmm. <laughs> most of us, you can't get to the gym and you're just wondering how you're going to stay fit. This very well might be a good um, investment for you. Um, so and, and also if you were like, it's, it's a no brainer. If you were at a like higher ticket price gym, like an Equinox or yeah. something like that, you know, this is cheaper that 1895 works out non-finance works out to about $157 a month. For, that's, you know, you know, I always say that this is an educational podcast and this is, this is why we're getting prices. <laughs> Yeah. We're, getting, we're figuring yeah. out, you know, if it's in our budget. I like to give you all the information I can. Oh. And really, like, some of the most fun things about the Peloton, I thought, like, when I tried it out, I first of all, I was totally hooked. This might have been, like, the honeymoon phase, but, like, I imagine that, oh, my God, if I had a Peloton, I would be working out every day, like, for hours, like, you can do those classes, like I said. You can also do these scenic tours. So you can do like a leisurely bike ride down the Champs-Élysées in Paris. You can, you can take a bike ride through the Alps. You know, it's got all of these uh, locations. They're kind of CGI slash, I, I, kind of, I looked up the technology and, and it's, I think it's some kind of hybrid between like real photographs and CGI, but like, it's quite beautiful. And it struck me that like, it's sort of like Peloton is the right thing at the right moment. I mean, how popular are video games with like Gen Z and, and Gen Y? Like, it's almost like this fantasy world video game, plus you actually get exercise Plus it's got this social media kind of element. So it's really no surprise that I think in the first quarter of the pandemic, they went from about 524 million in revenue to over 1 billion in That's revenue. Insane. Talk about companies profiting from the, um, Is from the pandemic, I mean, yeah. They've done quite well. Is everything um, included or is it like um in-app stores like, oh, you wanna you wanna bike in France? It's an additional 99 cents or whatever. No, it's uh well, there is a membership that you need. So there's a couple different memberships. So there's one you can use only with the bike, and I think that's $39.95, something like that, $39.99. A month. There's another app that you can use. Um and you used to get, I think, all the stuff and you could you could access that on your laptop or your iPad or your phone, but they kind of got smart with that and you can't get all of the fun like rides through Paris on that. There's only certain things you can get, but 
The app that goes along with the bike, if you have a bike, is $39.95. And the extras, I think the price is mm. the prices start at $18.95 and then go up from there with, like I said, the shoes are a couple hundred dollars. There's weights for the bike, headphones, uh, a heart monitor, um, a Peloton branded bottle, you know. That wow. plus is there that is there is there tax on that, Kim? Uh yes, there's uh there is tax. So check your your local and state mm, okay. you know, tax rate for that. Because that could make not. it or break it for me, honestly. <laughs> That's you know. Well, of don't course. Want those, so don't want those uh those um well-paved roads, do you, Camilo? No, no, no. I don't want my, my I don't my, want my hard-earned cash going to the local government. Yeah. Uh -oh. You just want to be wailing on your pecs for, uh, for freedom. Um, you like crappy roads and, um, schools. Love, so great. There's, there's my like biggest thrill right now is going over a pothole. I mean, is there a bigger <laughs> excitement that you're just well, driving and you're like, potholes, you're like, Oh, here it comes. And you go, Brr. yeah, it's wonderful. Like, yes, That's why they think there's a whole giant trucks. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a whole program on Peloton. It's just nothing but like biking over potholes, which is a lot of fun. Kim, it's like Minority Report, though, right? It's kind of like the person is sort of hologrammed in a little bit. The, no, no, you it's don't see yourself. Screen. Yeah, you you you're looking at a screen and you have it's it's just like a video game. Well, some video games do have like an avatar or player that is yourself that you can see. But this one is just, you're seeing the perspective of the road and you're seeing all the things pass by, or you're going wow. through a mountain pass and you see, you know, all of the, the elements of the scene as if your bike is there, wow. you know? Did so your brother use it a lot during the pandemic? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's, he's still, I think, pretty active um on that like he it it is it is fun like it is all of those things I think it's like that fantasy element that video game element that also like we can't travel so let's go bike through the Alps right now wow. and that reaching out to other people across in different states and different places and different countries even and yeah. and competition good old American competition. So yeah, it was fun. I was kind of hooked and I was like, oh yeah, maybe I could get one of these. I'm going to finance it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like maybe I'm just going to get my lazy ass out and, and run. <laughs> but yeah. Do you think that they have like a wine mom ride? <laughs> do like- I'm quite sure. Probably, right? Yeah. Quite sure. You, you literally, you're just replicating one of those like wagons where you like, you, you have 10 people and everybody's kind of pedaling and drinking alcohol <laughs> at the same time. Do you have those wherever you're at? That was a huge fixture in uh, Fort Lauderdale. Oh, wow. It's basically like this vehicle that's 20 feet long and six feet wide and every person on it contributes to the pedaling and they're being served drinks. I don't know why. Yeah, I'm seen that on reality tv but i don't not know why bicycling and drinking somebody thought wow some people like to cycle some people like to get wasted what if those two experiences 
could be put together in one thing. And it works. It's wildly popular. People do it. It's Florida. <laughs> it is Florida. Well, Peloton, um, we've given you a lot of free advertising. And I think it's <laughs> yeah. time to reward us with each of us with a bike. <laughs> I think that would be fair. That's right. Right. That's right. For sure. See you on the Champs Elysees. Right. Yeah. Happy riding. Fun, actually. It is. Shall I talk a little bit about the future? Absolutely. In 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? You don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. Okay, so something that I'm really interested in that uh, is a potential technology that the Chinese are kind of experimenting with right now because they love to be like, oh, cloning, let's try it. You know, just really cutting edge (laughs) things is manipulating weather. Because I think manipulating weather is going to be a really, really key uh, one of my technology that is going to be needed in order to be able to just basically have agriculture or any kind of normalized uh, day-to-day living. Because, you know, you have these incredible droughts going, you might have heard about them in the Western USA. <laughs> and, you know, they're happening in China as well. So they're experimenting with... Um, creating rain. I mean, generally creating weather means creating rain where there wasn't any. And, um, you know, they've been somewhat successful in one particular patch of land in China, and there's not a lot of information. It's all, you know, it's coming out of China. So it's a little bit hard to parse, but what could go wrong? (laughs) What could go wrong? I find it really, really interesting because I think in 30 years, which is our kind of timeline for talking about the future, there's going to be a lot more advanced technology for this. And I think it's a really, actually really great thing because, you know, we have water levels decreasing, we have desertification occurring across the world, and we need water. And if we're able to generate it by creating storm clouds... Why not? Hmm. Can't we just work on decreasing our carbon footprint? Yes, we can. But the carbon footprint of developing nations is going to grow exponentially in the next few years. Yeah. I, was reading, I was reading that for every four years of progress that the West, which are the countries that are making the effort, the developing countries are sending us back 10 years. Look, I'm not... Are you including China? Because... China is sort of like they, they they want it all. They're polluting the most and they're yeah. also on the cutting edge of You're some right. of these technologies that mm-hmm. could save the environment. I think China at this point is, in, is included in the developing nations profile because of what you're saying. I didn't but there's realize- so many humans right. in these other countries that are going to rely on coal and oil and other fossil fuels, that it's going to greatly offset whatever we try to do in the Western world. I mean, it's not great news, but. I didn't realize that most Chinese factories are actually powered by coal, Mm -hmm. um, which is pretty wild to think about um, since they make the bulk of our things. Uh, So, you know, you might give up meat or not take an airplane, but it doesn't matter if uh, you take one trip to Walmart. Yeah. Um, 
the whole myth of personal responsibility is just it, it's wild like it's tough you know Although save the turtle by not using straws i mean straws shouldn't exist to start with but they're being used en masse throughout the world so yeah your individual efforts are probably yeah not doing much but uh keep, we did keep get doing them this week though <laughs> i mean keep keep doing it it makes you feel better if anything as the world burns around you you'll be like as you're engulfed in flames you'll be like i have my plastic or my metal straw I, I mean your straws isn't it doesn't matter fuck all but i would say individual efforts do matter individual efforts of being politically active, uh, you know, influencing other people to um, support candidates that give a fuck that are that are forward thinking about the fact that we are, you know, coming up against like a hard deadline of yeah, I should this blown like up. Yeah. But I want to go back to the changing weather thing, because how do you feel about that? Because part of the discussion around this is that if you're manipulating weather in your region, you're affecting global weather. It's not, sure. you know, it's going to, something's going to happen. I mean, if you're taking moisture and having it rain here, you might be, there's a fixed amount of moisture, say. So you might be taking it away from this Pakistan. other area over here. Right. And it's not really fully understood yet. And they're still trying to figure it out. I mean, it's a very exciting science but it does sound like one of those things that will have unintended consequences that mm -hmm. like humans are like oh oh fuck you know later on <laughs> you know <laughs> like yeah oh uh i think we all kind of can conceptualize like oh we hate bugs but like if we were to wipe out all of the mosquitoes in the world right now that might cause some problems so i don't know it seems it seems a little suspicious. Seems like um, a recipe for world wars. I mean, <laughs> the idea of the Chinese like taking people's moisture away. Mm. I don't know. I, I don't see it. I don't see a peaceful future there. Yeah. Like we have no more water in the air and you look at China and it's like this lush green land. <laughs> Although admittedly they have so much pollution. I'm not sure that that's entirely possible. So but, Gen Alpha is going to have like all dried out skin. Yeah, that's right. If, that you start taking, if you start taking your Holly, those Hollywood stars, the moisture away from their face, you can expect those drones. Yeah, I don't know, Camilo. Are you? you but you're excited about the technology. You know about you know me. I love. I just you love the future. whatever. I I love the future. I love every crazy new technology. I just want to see what it's going to do, and uh, if we all you know just go down in flames or whatever because of it, I'll be like. <laughs> Well, somebody was trying something new, right? At least we tried. At least yeah. we tried something new. I mean, we just didn't just sit around and uh, just let experiences wash all over us. Who knew that taking water out of the sky from other countries might lead to some uh, misunderstandings down the line? <laughs> well, we'll see. We will see if we last. So a little look behind the scenes uh, for our listeners. We've tried to be more responsible with our time and your time. And uh, I think we've managed to keep this episode to a non-excessive length, right? I mean, listen, I know everybody wants to 
have these be three, four hours, probably. 24 hours. 24 hours of nonstop. Podcast is on. Yeah, 24 uh, hour podcast. <laughs> which we will do one day. How about that? Yes. Yes. But, uh, but look, we've, we've managed to keep it in a reasonable one hour, I think. Just great. It's really because I have to go to therapy. I mean, full disclosure, guys. Kim, <laughs> I gotta get my head shrunk right now. Way to <laughs> undermine the fact that I was trying to make it seem like we are now structured and I just want to be real podcasters. with our <sighs> Kim is keeping it perky, sane, and short. Speaking That's of right. keeping it perky, you join our Patreon at the $10 level a month. You will get a Keep It Perky t-shirt beautiful oh and it's really amazing is that cute. Kim? i know very you have scary. to go but jen and i will talk all we'll we'll talk about all the amazing things that are in the pipeline yeah that sounds great bye everybody keep it perky keep it peloton keep it peloton perky. you hear that <laughs> sponsor us sponsor us bye. so what else uh follow us on all the social medias at That's right instagram at, uh, facebook halfway there the, the podcast. podcast at halfway there the podcast yes and also please send us your relationship questions because we want to hear from all you lonely hearts yeah. and full hearts and broken hearts yes and heartless and right? hearts that get around a lot i especially want to hear from those please personally <laughs> <laughs> you contact us via our email account i will per i will send you my my phone number look look i'm i live in from i'm lonely call please email please <laughs> what else have we got going on i feel like we got more things going on oh please um, leave us a review yes uh, i'm trying to get my folks i'm 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 Whipping boats, trying to get people to 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 review us. Yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. five stars, right? I mean, only. I mean, f- four Maybe stars. Four what, even, what even is four? What What does that mean? It means not good enough. That's what it means. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So please keep it five. Keep it pretty. Pretty much, five. it's one star sucks, two star sucks, three stars sucks, four stars fucking sucks. Good trying four five stars. stars. Good try. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have that leads me into one last funny little story here. When I was in, I can't remember what school I was at. Uh, one of well, I used to move all the time when I was a kid, but at one of my schools, they had an honor roll for effort. So you could be on the honor roll for grades. You could be on the honor roll for grades and effort. That was a you know the ultimate. Or you could just be on the honor roll for effort, but not actually be on the honor roll for grades. <laughs> and I believe I made the honor roll for effort one year. Congratulations. And does that, that mean, is the equivalent of four stars. Does that mean the teacher knew you had studied, but still it wasn't good enough? It's like, good try. You just dumb. <laughs> <I think. laughs> but, All right. But you know what? You got the cleavage, so that's right. Look, I've got intelligence where it counts <laughs> below the neck. <laughs> well, have a great week, y'all. Have a great Dale week. Britney Spears will. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend to listen as and well. Andrew Cuomo, send us <laughs> Tell an email. You Andrew, have a broken heart. Andrew, yes, we can help you with your uh, your many swords. Yeah.
<laughs> yes. <laughs> many, many swords. Not that kind of sword. Andrew, you're such a pervert. All right. Oh, Andrew. Keep it perky. Bye. Bye. This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it.